Greetings, Is It Safe talk show listeners. I just wanted to let you know that the goddamn sound got jacked up for this episode. There's something called stereo audio, which I always have clicked on when we use StreamYard, which is the platform that we record the show on. It's a web-based platform. So somewhere over the last week, the settings got reset and the stereo audio had not been clicked. So therefore... There's only one track for all the audio, and it doesn't allow for multiple things to be heard at the same time. So all the additional audio with the drops and the music, it all gets drowned out whenever someone is talking. I'm sorry about this. Very disappointing. I hate when this happens, but I just want you to know that we're aware of it. I'm aware of it, and we can't re-record the episode now, so just try to get the most out of it if you can. Again, we apologize, and we are always striving to improve show quality, particularly with the audio. Thanks a lot, talk show listeners. You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contacts code names are Luke. That means the potential yeah. of nuclear fucking war. We are standing at the precipice. If 75% of Americans believe in a fucking no-fly zone, I don't think 75% of Americans have any fucking idea what a no-fly zone actually means. Mike. The first time I ever met her, she was like, everything happens for a reason. It used to drive me fucking bonkers. I used to give her shit and constantly argue about it. Like, come on, are you serious? Have you taken a look around? Why does that happen? Why would this happen for a reason? Why do I have diarrhea for a reason? And Scott. Well, if there's one thing that human beings hate, it's uncertainty, it's not knowing, it's unanswerable questions. Mm -hmm. And it just, things like that, and like things like religion, I mean, basically, like taking a widescreen, are just ways to assuage the pain of being alive. You are now tuned in to the Is It Safe Talk Show. Three guys talking about stuff. Life, society, 9-11, music, your grandfather's funeral, whatever it is, we are down to talk about it. We can go in any direction at any given time. Is It Safe Pod at gmail.com is the best way to get a hold of us directly. Scott's aboard with us. Luke's, of course, here. And Scott's not feeling that great. So everybody, hey. start your pity. Start the pity now. So yes. you mm-hmm. don't feel bad for this guy because this guy's in a bad way today. I'm off the hook today, gents. This poor boy. And yet I'm here. Just sucking down lozenges. Drag my half-dead carcass along with you tonight. What, what, are the, what, what are your lozenges of choice? What do you got there? Ludens? I got the uh, your oh the Ricola that original herb, and then I got these. Oh yeah, I got these uh, these honeys that you know the eucalyptus. You got some. You got a little honey squirt in the middle. That's kind of nice. So we're just pounding them. That's fun. Very nice. I think it's hot toddy time. I think you've earned it. Got the this is tea, but sans alcohol. Sans whiskey. How are you supposed oh, the to the dong tea? Yeah, how are you supposed to? Yeah. What about the dong tea? How are you supposed to fix that uh, sore throat of yours without <laughs> without the doctor? <laughs> you got to have the doctor in there. Jeez, I haven't visited yeah. the doctor in longer than I care to admit. That's what happens when you're sick. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's you prob- could be dying right now. Good. You don't even know it. <laughs> hey, I, I, I guess 
think yeah, I'm the more I think the more you see the doctor, the sicker you are. So I think you're, I think <laughs> you're all right. You're, you're getting doctor, healthy. Doctor. You're getting healthy. It's just your body is uh, you now. You have a now you have a fucking persistent cold that'll never go away until you bros. Until you bros. get the doctor back in there. I read something when I was at the gym the other day. It said, "Pain is just weakness leaving the body." <laughs> when I was lifting, when I was dead lifting, I, I read that. And it, it uh, on on the on the guy's shirt in front of you. Yeah, no fear. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta call that doctor, man. Come on, yeah, yeah. That put some just... lime in the coconut. No. <laughs> can you tell me this song? Can you tell me what this song is? I I heard this in a TV show, and I I literally I I don't this understand the, it. This is everyone's it. favorite boozer. Yeah, Nilsson just going hard. This is yeah. Nilsson? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is Harry, Harry Nilsson. This is Same guy who also his, sings. One of his worst and the most annoying songs ever. Oh, man. I love this song. I think it's fun. It's so bozo, man. It just, it's, it's got it a good groove. So. It's like great bozo. bozo. It is, it is, it does fit into the groove talk you guys are having about 311. <laughs> oh, happy 311 day. We didn't even mention that on the show because 311 day was last week. We realized yeah. that after the fact and we missed random coincidence. Did somebody fire up a 311 album and go to town on 311? Guilty. That must, yeah, that must have just been in the ether, man. Congratulations, Scott was the only one who represented 311. I think they listened to a couple hours of a podcast regarding 311 that came out last week. A couple well, hours? It was, yeah, it was like a five-hour episode of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they listened to a song and then fucking dissect it from every angle. So, yeah. Uh, what's the name of What's the name of the pod? Uh, it's called Bansplain. Bansplain. So they Bansplain 311. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, they, were both, they were both champions of 311, which I was shocked to hear. Making Yay! all the points. Yeah. Making all the points that all the cool kids won't let you make, you know? Well, if you missed last week's show, we talked 311 and some other stuff. And if you want to hear any episode... They're all available on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, Luke is a fan of Podcast Attic, for example. We're on there. Uh, there's Spotify, of course. Five-star rating on Apple. We have very few ratings. It would help the show grow a bit if you guys took two minutes. I mean, three minutes maybe to write a review and rating. You don't have to be clever. You just have to lock in the review with the five stars on Apple. And on Spotify, you just click five stars. You don't have to do anything else other than have listened to the show one time yeah let's also specify uh you don't have to be honest either just just say good good things yeah just be good things positive we don't want to hear any negativity we don't want to hear the truth make it an epic fucking review okay don't half-ass it don't let us down don't fuck off uh that's where you'll find all the episodes as well and we'll keep doing what we do here is a safe pot at gmail.com for emails we got a bunch of emails today they're going to be covered in detail. Very active. In fact, I realized this while I was looking at them earlier. Friends of ours who know Luke, sometimes Luke's hard to get a hold of on occasion. He, he's built a little bit of a rep for that, and I don't think he would deny that. It looks like nope. the easiest way to connect with Luke now is to email the show. I think you can <laughs> yeah. really connect with him on a... <laughs> I'm going to tell my mom about the podcast email address. So she wants to get a hold of me. Yeah, if you want to, <laughs> you want to grab a couple of beers with Luke, hit the Is It Safe podcast. Damn! I, I might give the I might give the email address to my wife as well, just in case she can't find me someday. 
totally categorically irrelevant. Sure, it's categorically irrelevant, but it still matters because emails are great and the people are sending them with a lot of depth. They're not just like, hey, we love the show. Uh, who farted? Much more going on than that. So we'll, we well, will get to those. Thanks shortly. for saying that. That is now going to happen. You just That is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You just said who farted. That means that's what we're going to get. Next 10 emails. Uh, Scott, do you like, uh, we talked about 311. Do you like System of a Down, Scott? Uh, I've, I only like kind of tangentially fucked with them but i like the i like the weirdness i liked surge's just uh outer space kind of energy but i never really uh i never fell down that hole i did fall down the corn hole i think we probably mentioned that <laughs> uh what other scummy shit limb biscuit mildly but oh yeah down. i mean if i, I said that i never listened to one song and kind of had a good time i'd be lying i've I've had a good time to Olympus a song in my life. I won't deny that. How could you? Then again, yeah, the I don't good, do guilty the pleasures. The good times are either, happening. So fuck all y'all. I don't do guilty pleasures. It's never been a thing. Luke can true. attest to this. I can I'll attest to the, it 100%. Play shit at our parties or at the feast where something like Christopher Cross will come on and people are like, what the fuck is this? And I'll just yep. love it. And I won't understand it. Yep. Yeah. Mike has Mike has a song catalog on any given playlist that is completely infinite. There's There are no limits. No, no, no fucking limits. Yes. There might be one limit. Maybe it's like country music. That's like the That's only true. thing that does not show up on your playlist. Pop country, new country. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Pop. But, yeah. That crap. Yeah. Everything else, though, man, is completely possible. It's going to you could throw in. You might even throw in a Toby Keith song just because it makes you laugh to see everyone get angry about it. Oh, well, that's true, because it would make me angry. But in no way would I ever recommend or approve of Toby Keith in any fashion, artistically or as a human being. Correct. Correct. Uh, Scott, Scott, he's kind of down. I clearly think Luke would be down with toxicity and uh, well, down. yeah, you're heavy jams. It's good for you. Your ADHD mind. You want to rock. You want to move. That is true. That is true. That that is something that never that doesn't get said very often is that, you know, my my musical tastes are very much uh, rationalized based on like my like neuroses or like my kind of neurological uh, setup. I need I need the stimulation. So, you know, sometimes I just hate on shit that's like slower or whatever for no good reason other than the fact that like it doesn't it doesn't resonate with me on a biological basis. Yeah, see. This is actually a pretty badass one. one. Yeah, the prison song. We used to listen to this at the dump, dude. We go yes, out. yes. While I go further this up, people would smoke weed in the car out in the driveway, and they'd all be cuddled in there with five guys in a neon smoking Dodge weed. neon. Yeah, yeah. Listening to this song, all moving the car simultaneously because they're all headbanging and smoking let's, weed. Let's paint. Let's paint the picture. There's a Dodge neon that had a beer glass thrown through the back, so it had. Uh, it had. Yep. It had. It had a trash bag taped on the back window. <laughs> Four guys. Four four men who love weed sitting in the car, just absolutely clam baking. All the windows are up, completely up. Everything is shut. It is airtight in this thing. Mike and I walk out onto the uh, onto the balcony and look down at the car. It's just smoke. All you see is smoke inside the car, and you see some faint figures. And then because this song stops, it goes like it has that like dun 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 dun, and then it stops. All the heads stop headbanging, and then it starts again, and all the heads start banging again. <laughs> Just smoke and like heads bouncing around in the smoke. But look, you know, you're gonna need weed. I need some weed because this is fucking depressing. I mean, 
Anyways, that this song amazing. is badass, and it actually has a very, very poignant and timely message about American prisons and the fucking yeah, prison. the carceral system. Yeah, this is another, but this is another band that lyrically like gets like gets to me because they're talking about something that's super important, but it's like it's just it's like poetry, and you're like, okay, I guess prison's bad, and that's all you can really take from it. They're more popular than Bad Religion, but they they're just not as uh, direct, maybe with what they're saying, like Greg Graffin would be, but it's still yeah. I like it. I like when when you're getting when you're saying something important, be a little bit more explicit. I guess that's just my preference. We've gone there before. No need to rehash. No rehashes.com. Check out our new episode next week. It's called We have bonus mini episodes called No Rehash. We don't rehash anything from the past episodes. It's all fresh material. Well, yeah, no rehash or rehash. Like, I have been thinking about trying to put together some some bonus ones. So let's we'll we'll take that off. We'll take that offline. I know, have been, but. We had the one about Coleman Young. We had other ones that we were talking about uh, Church of Scientology. We have all these bonus history of episode history ideas. of the Great American Fortunes. I got that. It's uh, yeah. all up here. It's all in there, guys. Just so you know that. But uh, sometimes, but look, you know, you got any weed? I need. But look, you know, you, you weed? Any weed? I need some weed because this is fucking depressing. I mean, yeah, sometimes that happens. Anyways, I don't see anyway, weed as a solution on. to my depression. I do think. Hmm. I'm excited because March Madness is starting oh. tomorrow. That's a cure. That reminds me, I got a somebody sent me a bracket notification. That's tomorrow. Uh, well, technically, the play-in started Tuesday, which nobody gives a fuck about unless your team's in it. And the standard brackets, as far as I know, Scott, you can correct me on this. All the challenges or tournament pools I'm in, they don't start recording wins and losses until Thursday. Tomorrow, yeah, Michigan, Colorado State, State kicks it off at twelve fifteen. Yeah, that's going to be a doozy. And I actually expect Michigan to win because they suck. And this is what mm-hmm. happens. They don't deserve to be in the tournament at all. They had one of the worst winning percentages of any tournament team in history. They're 17 and 14, I believe. So uh, they'll probably win now. That's how this shit works. They deserve it, man. They they deserve it all. I was I was on campus today, and I can tell you that all those fine people deserve a NCAA tournament uh, appearance. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. I was out. In, I was out in AA today. This music gets me fired up, man. It's a very simple theme, but I hear it and I start getting excited. I think about brackets and buzzer beaters, Cinderellas. March Madness yeah. is the best. It's better than the Super Bowl. It goes yeah. longer than the Super Bowl. I'll mm-hmm. take it over the Super Bowl any day of the week. Well, this is a great. This is a great time for you guys. I mean, this is how you. Uh, so you shore up your 401k yeah this is how we make it this is the retirement this is the retirement plan because the the thing is that no one knows about predicting the ncaa tournament games is it's so easy it falls along really Uh logical lines and as long as you're doing your research you can pretty much hit nine out of ten of these games blind is there is there still a billion dollar bracket out there like the the guy that offers a billion dollars to anyone who gets a perfect bracket I'm not sure. I know a bunch of these sports books. Are like I mean, if he wants to reflect the actual odds of winning that or actually doing that, it should be a trillion dollar. It should be a trillion dollar uh, bonus. I wonder what it is. I wonder if we could get the odds rough, roughly of getting a perfect bracket. It's got to be one in trillion. Oh, it's no, it's yeah, it's insane. It's like it's an absolute impossibility. It's like an imaginary number. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. 
It has too many too many Ruining. zeros to count. It's like it's like to the it's like to the fucking one thousandth or something. It's ridiculous. Hey Doc, what happened to your foot? What I don't understand is when you owe a bookie a lot of money and you say blows off one of your toes, you still owe him the money. Doesn't seem fair to me. <laughs> that does what is that from it's very logical <laughs> what is that from? work oh yes Chevy i Chase already asked that question that movie yeah but it's wild that he's in that movie because you didn't expect him to be in it and he's actually funny because this is the period of chevy chevy or chevy how do you guys say it by the way chevy chevy, chevy harder c like cheese chevy. chevy chevy is a car company chevy is chevy chase okay but 1997 98 Chevy Chase was not really funny. He was on a real cold streak. He had a talk <laughs> show that bombed. Remember that fucking shit? And the 90s were not good to him at all. The cops and Robertsons. Get the fuck out of here. And, of course, <laughs> Vegas Vacation, which I, I kind of like. Vegas Vacation. That one's kinda, that one's sort I of hate it. It's, yeah, it's Nick Papa Giorgio. I get a few laughs. He's he's a notorious, allegedly, a notorious, like, complete asshole. Like nobody wants to work with sure. him, and he had a really hard time, apparently, getting any types of jobs during that time. And and also, as one of the arch conservatives of SNL, is a him and Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller is the one that had success, I guess you would call it that. Dennis Miller is the one that was killing it. He had his own show that lasted definitely longer than Chevy Chase's because I don't even remember Chevy Chase having one. And then Dennis Miller ended up on like Monday Night Football. Everyone hated it. I mean, complete complete idiot but at the same time that must chevy chase must have been like oh crap he beat me to the punch and definitely tried to tried to replicate uh lightning uh only strikes once though sorry guys only one conservative can come out of that this is the first episode ever of the chevy chase talk show goldie and whoopee it's a claymation intro of Chevy in like the uh, Invisible Man get up running around town of Claymation LA. And now he's still not ready for <laughs> Already sounds really terrible. It sounds like it's from the fucking 50s. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it does sound. The sound is terrible. Yeah, it's not very good. It was all exciting for Chevy though. He comes. Oh, he's shooting a hoop. He's being passed. There's a basketball hoop on stage. For some random ass reason, there's a guy passing him buckets. He's shooting. I tune in. I tune in after that. It's so weird. The country. The country was. The country was all over him, man. Everybody loved Chevy Chase. The fact that he like went away. That's. I think it's like all on him. I mean, there are a few celebrities where you can say that, where it's like they soured and they they did that thing where they hate everybody, and they were complete dicks to everyone on the like on the back end and you know then they just floated around did nothing for like 15 20 years he's getting a hell of an intro here this is this is quite the ovation when is this but, when is this but dude he's one of the greatest he's one of the greatest fucking uh comedy actors of all time that's true this is september 93 so you got to take yourselves back to september of 93 yeah okay <laughs> i mean dude fletch is Fletch is still one of the greatest Fletch is, Fletch. greatest comedies of all time. Funny Farm? There's so many. Of course. I love a lot of his work. Great Outdoors. That was great, too. Boy, I'm so excited. A lot of people wondered why 
I wanted to do my own TV show. And we still exactly. want him, Jimmy. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, he hates people. Why would he be a host? That's the I problem. He always hated everybody else. He thought no one else was funnier than him. Oh, heavenly dog, twice. Oh, boy. You know what was... And then that, you can't box him in with those... You can't box him in with those jokes. Rim shots already, right off the bat. And the big bugaboo was his inability to interview people at all. It was horrible. Yes, because he doesn't care about them. He doesn't care about anyone else's life. That is the whole thing. Like, everything I've ever read about him is like, that's his problem. He just can't hide it at all. He hated everyone at SNL, too. Like, he had beefs with fucking Bill Murray and, like, uh, Eddie Murphy and everybody. It's true. These are uh, alleged beefs. I do have, but I do have the history of SNL book on my bookshelf. Uh, It doesn't make me an expert. Is that the Jim Miller book? Uh, Yes, that is a Jim Miller book. Yep, that's the one. Jim Miller's kind of a douchebag, but he's really, really good at those books. He just did one on HBO. I want to read that one. I would love. It's the whole history of HBO. Yeah. And he gets such insight because he gets really good access. And that's what makes... It's not because he's a great writer or anything. It's just access is everything when it comes to that shit. If you want to hear oral histories, you want to know the details about organizations or groups like SNL, you want to hear the dirt from the people who lived it. And it doesn't take a genius to do that. It's all about connections. Absolutely right. These people that are like like fanboys and gawkers, that's all they are. But they're they're so committed. There's like a great such... podcast name. Fanboys and gawkers on tonight's episode. Yeah, that would be like the, the next iteration of Entertainment Tonight or something. You just fanboys and gawkers. Just call it what it is and just I know gossip, that. gossip about shit you don't know anything about. I know that and I will, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So there's a lot of new drops I added uh, before the show, so you'll be hearing some of those. Unfortunately, there's a lot from the same places, but I'm still adding more audio when I can. It's a really time-consuming process. I think I've talked about it before because you got to download the audio, and then you got to chop it up bit by bit and find the the clips that are ideal, slice them up. And you you get like – like that's from Hurley Burley. The movie from 98. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this safe podcast. Uh, otherwise known as Mike's Drop Stop. All the drops you That's could possibly right. want. Absolutely. That'll never stop. Oh, we got them all. You know that. You Drops don't that. stop. That's what we do here. Okay. So <laughs> do it. Was that also I from Hurley Burley? Think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, the recent clips right <laughs> it's now. It's going to be a lot. Hurley Burley ish. And uh, oh, Baby Billy. Uh, a lot of Baby Billy from oh my God. one clip of the Righteous Gemstones. Right. I got. Run I'm around the house like with a pickle in my mouth. And drops. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty It's pretty fun to do. Come on over here. Give this to old baby Billy. <laughs> old baby Billy. God, he's so good. Walton Goggins is he great. He's just but, uh, amazing. This is one of my favorite yeah, unsung, unsung heroes of every show. Oh, he's the man. He's no doubt the man. Uh, okay, so we got March Madness. That's exciting. Mm. And I can't wait for the brackets to get going. I got to fill mine out tonight. I'm still not done with that. And uh, baseball's coming. Baseball had a deal get done last week, and that's exciting for me. I'm excited for baseball. Luke loves baseball. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I don't know if Scott loves baseball that much, mm-hmm. but he, I mean, you're down. Oh I yeah, I love it. That's my favorite of the four sports. Yeah. Oh, well, Scott, Scott's okay. a huge Tigers fan. Baseball. You head fan. down to Comerica, get yourself a Coors Light. How's that sound? Let's get a dog and a Coors. Yeah. Just right here, oh, yeah. silver bullet, all the way from mm. Colorado. <laughs> Support the Republican Party by core. 
Coors. Yeah. Yeah. I used to live right by the uh, Coors. Golden, Colorado. I lived in Morrison, which is right next to Golden. Oh, you lived in Morrison? Yeah, it's a little sleepy mountain town. It's pretty hip. That's right, buddy. Wow, you know Morrison. Okay. Yeah, Red Rocks, man. That's it. There it is. A lot of people know Morrison, home of one of the most beautiful amphitheaters in the world. It is. I never saw a show there once. I lived there for a year and never saw one show there. Hmm. Good I hope Sean's you, been there. I hope Sean's seen some shows there. I, I'm sure he probably has by now. Uh, we we went that. there for his we went there for his uh, wedding pictures. Oh, I don't know if he's seen a picture. I don't know or a picture. I don't know if he's seen I a show. I haven't seen a there. fucking thing. He, I seen, he, he probably I has. It. I'm sure he's seen a show there. Oh, he's if you've lived there for as long as he has, yeah, he, it would be a failure. If I lived there for five years and I never went to one show, total failure. I feel like a total asshole for sure. That's true. But that's true. I have no idea what we're talking about. Oh, we brought up cores. Yeah. Anyways, who gives a fuck about cores? We got a bunch of emails to get to, so I'd like to get that started because it's going to bring up a lot of topics. Uh-oh. Luke's been hitting them hard. He's been responding. Uh, well done, Luke. I want to give you credit for that, buddy. Nice job. It's an old It's an old uh, uh, office work trick. You do You do quick, quick response. It buys you a couple of, couple of hours, maybe a couple of days. Do you go on rants in your emails like you do on the show? At work? No, do you go on rants when you do the emails like you do on the show? Or is it more? Uh, no, I, I could. Benefit of an email because you can be no, organized. I, I don't. I try to keep it simple, but I definitely could. Sometimes I get like I'm angry when I'm excited, okay? I have the instinct to do it, but sometimes I'm like, I'll just keep it short because I don't think anyone wants to hear this. You never know. You never know what people want to hear until you say it. So let's start with Mr. Pink. Now, last week, Ooh, for those of you that missed one. last week's show, Luke got fired up at the end based upon Mr. Pink's email, which alluded to, I mean, how do we put this? He was, Luke thought it was more about his love or affection for. No, 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 no. You didn't think it was love or affection? He thought it was going easy on them. Now, there's a lot of, there's a lot of anxiety and stress right now about, you know, what the U.S. can do with their own oil reserves, correct? Right. Everybody is, yeah, everybody is having everybody's having a bit of anxiety about, you know, how to deal with this because there are foreign powers that seem to control uh, our oil supply and the prices and they do and OPEC, which is cartel. And then you have, you know, our own domestic oil resources, which seem like a pretty decent solution for American got it backwards for our like massive, the massive increases in, in oil prices here. And, and the fact that like, you know, uh, other countries are just refusing to play ball with with uh, President Biden. So, not that he's playing, not that he's trying to play ball. Let me just be clear. So I get it. I understand. Uh, I think the comment was, you know, that we should be greedier, and that was the the terminology. I think that set me off. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that because yeah, there well, is there is no limit to America's greed, and that has never ever been. Up? That has never been in question. And if if we if the problem is that we have a shortness of greed, then uh, we are <laughs> fucked everywhere else because that is the only thing we have in pure fucking uh, just absolute endless of supply. No, we ex- exploit immigrants, exploit anybody or anything, a resource yeah. like oil, whatever it takes. There's about a million Gordon Geckos in the United States. There's Gordon Geckos, the legend of greed. Greed is good from Wall Street back in the 80s. But there's a lot of Gordon Geckos that exist today. So that's a bad thing. 
for us as human beings because as entertaining as Gordon Gecko was as a movie character, doesn't really hold up as an actual human being. No. Yeah. Uh, it <laughs> doesn't hold up. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. Why just, oh, my God. Yeah, the, the other... 100 episodes of Cinema 9, so we're very excited about that. If you like hey, movies, cool. check out the Cinema 9 podcast. We had Podcasting After Dark on, and that was awesome. Those guys were so cool, and it was great to do our 100th episode with such a, I don't know, a cool bunch of dudes who love pop culture and movies. We did 1985's The Annihilators, which is a fucking stupid-ass movie, but it's supposed to be because it's an exploitation film, so. It was fun. Mm. Check out Cinema Nine if you like movies. Okay. Sorry, Why don't you? Something. No, go ahead. No, no, no. Go oh, ahead. Do the email. Go ahead with, okay. the email. I don't know. Right, how, so, Mr. Pete's email. Word word. Of course I do. I love to. It's, the audience has no idea what this email <laughs> entails. Okay, I get that. Go hey on. guys. Hey guys. I feel bad for the reaction to my email. It seemed like I pissed Luke off listening to his. Take Easy to on do. Not your fault. Not your fault. <laughs> Luke's a passionate guy we all know that and it's okay to challenge people and make some arguments that people disagree upon I don't think we've ever shied away from that we said that last week Luke gets angry I get angry Scott gets angry uh, what does Scott get so pissed about was it um, oh uh, when people die and we make such a big fuss about it remember that old celebrities <laughs> like Daddy White oh uh, yeah well, everyone's a fucking hero in death that's stupid I get upset about yeah. religion. Well, I get upset about sometimes I'll let sports upset me. But oddly enough, like I, I think politics upsets me so much that I like try to stay away from it as much as I can. But I can't help it because I fucking have all these. You know, it's like I'm on the fucking Jacobin tip and a New York Times is in my fucking face. And, new, you know, it's like news is just coming at you at warp speed. And you can't fucking, you can't dodge it. You just have to, you have to, Sometimes you have I to choose. I'm angry when I'm excited, okay? <clears throat> you have to choose which of it you're going to take in. And honestly, you have to let 95% of it roll. Luke might disagree with that take, but I, I like, I have boundaries with like, you seem like a man that takes in so much fucking news. I have a reservoir and it gets, it gets full pretty quickly and I get fatigue. So yeah, I get pissed about like a bunch what? of shit, but like what? <laughs> I just told you. William Hurt <laughs> died. That reminds me, since we're talking about yeah. death. William Hurt passed the other day, and he's a... I love William Hurt. I was a big Fuck fan him. of But <laughs> I thought you'd be happy to know, related to your, your uh, bugaboo there, Scott, that William Hurt was shit on by many people in death, not laid out as a hero entirely because of some shit that went down with him and Marley Matlin like 30-plus years ago. So that hope makes you feel any better. What? People said Hold he was on. a scumbag. Well, there was William accusations. Uh, you can Google it. Oh, yeah, William Hurt and Marley Matlin. This is back in the 80s, I want to say. when Supposedly as well, William Hurt was pretty fucked up. He was a drug addict, and he got his life together too. So I'm not excusing any behavior. I'm just giving you guys what a random-ass person in Michigan mm -hmm. who knows nothing about these people we're speaking of heard on the Internet. That's where I this would, comes from. I would say... Well, more that makes you than, an expert. More people than not are are fine in death. They're just not heroes. Like, not. I, I believe. I actually what about kinda, John McCain? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the. I mean, we could sit here and list off a million people that have died that are scumbags. You ever think maybe this is why you fight so much? You know, uh, I believe in 
believe that half half the people are all right. Half the people that die are probably all right. They're harmless. They don't need to be shit on. Yeah. yeah, no, but I think what you're talking about is just straight up hagiography. It's it's the lionizing of everybody. Yeah, yeah. When they die, and it just it's just worse and more pronounced when somebody is a truly evil person or somebody who's, you know, a truly calculating uh, psychopath that has just like been profiteering for years on things like war and and killing kids in our country and kids in other countries. But obviously, that would be that is where like the anger probably comes from. Where you're like, "What the fuck?" If somebody had done a hagiography on like your grandma, you wouldn't yeah. have freaked out. You wouldn't care. You wouldn't be that angry. Because you're like, you're okay, absolutely, one hundred percent right in everything that you're saying. Yeah, you, you would think my, you would think uh, maybe she wasn't that great, but like you wouldn't get angry. Uh, but when someone's my, telling you John McCain is a John McCain is a fucking saint and like the greatest yeah. statesman that ever lived, uh, that's that's, that's got to get under your skin. That's that's kind of what what gets and me. it it's should like let people, it should get under your skin. Let people roll, you know. But I think we do that partly because the the fear of mortality is probably hardwired into us to a certain degree. Maybe in other Mike's sport. biggest fear. We talked about that last week, man. And Mike, the fear of the fear of death is runs deep, and other people maybe not so much, but it's always present. It is in there Run away, to a degree. WWF. Oh man, and we want yeah, people to remember us kindly, so maybe we fucking project this bullshit. Like, let's just say everything good about everyone mm. that's passed, because when I fucking die, I stupidly want whoever is left behind that I go before to like say how great I was, but. I think I'm that is a, I'm not denying it all. So I want that to I be think, clear again. Yeah. And John Scott is onto something, you know, when it comes to, when it comes to family relations and kind of like real personal comments on that stuff, I, I feel like that's gotta be a huge part of it. I mean, there's just this instinct to protect yourself and like all the shit mm-hmm. that you did that, you know, is bad. You don't want that coming out at your funeral. Uh, so you're gonna you're gonna be doing the right thing when you get that's, the yeah. eulogy. That's why. But when it comes <laughs> when it comes to the manufacturing cool. consent around you know like war criminals, uh, mm. you know like Colin Powell for instance, it's always gonna be that is always going to be a yeah that that's going to get my hackles up. I really think. Yeah, I think I think John Scott's right, especially in a smaller uh, environment. Like, yeah, you you don't want because you're absolutely one hundred percent right in everything that you're saying. There's some real projection there. Oh, but I wanted to say I wanted to say real quick to our uh, to the questions that we had about simulation theory Mm -hmm. and and all that. I'm not going to go into it, but I just watched a show on Apple TV Plus. I don't know if anyone has that. Uh, I don't. I can't tell you if it's worth it or not. Ted Lasso's on there. If you like that kind of shit, the morning then, show. You want to talk about the most woke show of all time? Uh, maybe. I'd actually like. I could do an episode on that. Except, oh hell, um, I could do an easy oh, hour on that. Two oh hours. yeah, that's show is that's, that's an easy so one. That much is going terrible. On. That might it's be so good bad. or bad, but it's ter- certainly no. Oh. It's it is absolutely horrendous. The uh the show is Severance, man. Have you guys watched that? I've heard no. it was good. I know Joan Severance was a babe. Holy shit. Se- Severance. Uh, was she Richard Kimball's wife who, who gets cares? murdered in the future? Severance. Severance, Severance is a show on Apple TV Plus. And I would say Severance is one of those shows that's worth it. Good God. It's worth it for like the trial period. Like if you're one of those people that's like, I'm only going to just trial this. Do it for severance. However, I will say this. 
Severance is a bit of a slog. It's it. slow because it's about establishing like the monotony of this guy's life. However, the the actual story behind it or the the like plot is is truly good. It's not necessarily a vehicle that's like you know form over content. It's it's definitely content driven, uh, as in it's pretty high concept and no one wants to see this. It's very disturbing. Has an incredible plot. I just. I was watching it for the first three episodes. I was like, Jesus Christ, am I going to watch another one? And I put on the next one, and then I was like, wow. And then when it comes to my worst fears, we were talking about last week. Yeah. That show is my worst fucking fear. So you have to watch it to know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spoil it because obviously that would ruin it for everyone. But it's that is my worst fucking fear. Wow. Okay. Without question. Without fucking question. Severance. Okay. Well, you'll know what I'm talking I, about when you see it. Hey, we're all rushing to find the next big thing when it comes to TV because there's a shortage right now. You know, <laughs> I have one TV show. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second oh. mouse. <laughs> well, just watch Righteous Gemstones and Eastbound and Down and Vice Principles. Just cue all those up, and then by the time those are done, maybe there'll be some new TV. Uh, I play that mouse drop because I've had a terrible mouse crisis at my house, and we talked about rats and bats on the show. Luke's famous rat moment happened live on this show. Sure did. And I've had a mouse crisis here since Friday night, and it's been the most torturous week for me. It's been very, very awful. I feel like it should be called Mice Crisis. Seems like it sounds better. Mice Crisis. Oh, it sounds good. You're right. My bad. Um, I wasn't thinking. Properly. I hadn't properly workshopped the title before the show. So do you do you only have one mouse uh, or do you have multiple? That's my bet. Well, uh, you know, two little mice fell in a bucket of cream. We actually have two <laughs> confirmed kills. So that drop is very apropos. Oh, man. Friday night. I took out round one and then Sunday night we took out round two. And as of today, we have had no further kills, several traps set. And I went ape shit on the fucking foam that hardens where you can fill crevices and cracks where there's gaps and i yeah. went crazy around the house with that in the back room in particular where the, the furnace and all that shit is did so you put I'm it in your it. did you put it in the cracks in your sofa because that's where they really hide out they they like to the nuzzle in. Oh, they nuzzle they nuzzle in your couch and in the uh, cracks scary. between your your mattress and your box spring that's I heard where they when you hide layer, out. i hear when you lay your head down at night they're usually under your pillows waiting to yeah as you got to put that foam everywhere you got to put you know, it all over the pillow fucking making a joke scott but that is what happened <laughs> friday night luke, luke fucking started it friday night dude Friday night, I came home. It was already. <laughs> you need to foam. Day. You need to foam your cupboards together too. You can't open yes. those. Oh, I'm not done yet. This whole fucking house is gonna be covered in foam. It's gonna look like uh, that yeah. movie, the I'm Spider you. movie with William Shatner. Remember when spiders take over the world and they're just covered in cobwebs? The whole world, everything, every house. Anyway, well, this is another reference that we had last week. Bug, watch that. Watch that. Watch that, and then try not to foam your entire house. I gotta tell you. When that mouse showed up Friday night, it changed my life forever. <laughs> showed up. It did. Everything was and fine around here. Like he was never, invited. Yeah. He, well, uninvited. He had a top he hat. He had like mouse. a top hat and a little cane. Yeah, he tried to do a, a stop little, and chat. A little bindle. It was like Kirby enthusiasm. He did a stop and chat. I didn't want to do a stop and chat. I was very pissed about that. And I tried to tell him this is not how we do things here, but the mouse wouldn't have it. So. That's not how we do things here in America. Fucking A right, We Larry. don't wait for seconds. Yeah. Never. This mouse wanted seconds, thirds. And I, he wanted a lot. And 
He showed up right by my mattress, the worst place possible, which unfortunately <laughs> doesn't have a box spring, Luke. I don't have a frame or a box spring, so we have a mattress that's like raw dog on the floor. So I don't well, have floor any mattress. Nice. Yeah. We just oh, bought yeah. it. We bought it a month ago at Costco, but we didn't have any of the other accoutrement to add that's to what it. Hap- so just- that's what happened to us. We we bought the mattress, and we did not figure that like it would take that long to get a bed. So we were like, oh, I guess... <laughs> I guess it's yeah, it's dorm time. Just throw the fucking mattress on the floor, and yeah, it was fun. It was fun for a few months, you know. And then it was like, we need a fucking bed immediately. It's a good bed. It's a Casper. We got it at Costco, and it's nice. Yeah, it's a, nice. we had it's a fucking stuff. full. We were sleeping me and Leanne on a full for the last mm-hmm. two years. It was old. Jesus Christ! If you got a full, you might as well get a twin. Save some money. I know it was terrible. Same Look, watch, watch how many people in movies, how many couples in movies are sleeping in mattresses that are like smaller than a queen. And you're like, I don't know. Aren't these fucking people supposed to be rich or something? Or like, and then they show inside their bedroom and they're all like up on a fucking twin. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's an option. <laughs> I, I, that must be what made it so hard for me is because the mattress is on the floor. So when the mouse ran around the, behind the mattress and then jumped over my socks into the closet, he, yes! did, uh, he did a full-on jump. I was like, wow, look at that fucker go. And I became terrified. All of my old traumas and childhood fears of being left alone with mice in a shitty apartment came running and rushing out. Mike, and I was I was on full terror alert. Mike, I ran to Meyer, got a bunch of traps, peanut butter, code red terror. Mike, what is the... What is that... <laughs> What is the fear? Where does it's the fear stupid. come from? I just told you. It's from childhood. Being left alone. We had mice <laughs> running around the house. They would scratch through the walls. I was six, seven, eight years old. I was I would be home mm. from school but alone. Was it like I feel like this has to have some it's like your mom was like, Well, don't don't forget to eat your cereals. Oh. The mice will the mice will poop in it. They like, would run around at know, night. That kind of thing. They would oh, run around at night. Man. That's what they do. They're night creatures. They're nocturnal and they, they would are run. night creatures. I, I was, <laughs> The one example I remember first is coming oh, home man. after school, three or four mice. o'clock in the afternoon. Mom's at work. She's single with three dudes that she's raising. It's absurd. Single there mom. Was a, there was a mouse on the treadmill Tupac. at broad daylight. She had a treadmill at the apartment. And there was a mouse. It sounds like a joke, like a mouse on a treadmill. But it really, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It really was on the treadmill. And it's I remember like calling my mother Disney at work shit. in terror. Like, well, what do I do? I was just so freaked out about it. I was eight years old. Stupid. Was there a cartoon? Was there a cartoon cockatoo pushing the speed up, and then the (laughs) and then the mouse? (laughs) I wish. I wish. I tried to get over my fear of birds by buying a bird, and you know how that went. So that did help. Maybe I need to buy a gerbil or that went great. That went that went really well. The bird was fantastic. You need yeah. Get yourself a pet mouse. Yeah, and just let them loose in the apartment. (sighs) Yeah, it's it's hard. (laughs) It's been tough to sleep on that bed ever since because I've just. Uh, it's just so uncomfortable because we're so low to the ground, you know? That, wow. It's, like, we're just blowing through nap time, aren't we? Yeah, it's a real fucking <laughs> bummer, and uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to get over it. We haven't seen one in a couple days here, so, and I know how fucking stupid it is. Yeah, you killed two of them. Yeah, that's you, good you news. You murdered the family. One of them is the mother. The other was the father. The babies are going to grow up mm-hmm. in the walls, and they're going to terrorize oh. you forever. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Sleep I'm tight. Full alert. Hey. <laughs> Go back to bed, America. Your government's in control. <laughs> all right. So I got a mouse issue and I'm working on it. So I appreciate Dude, all this support. I, I have a squirrel issue. So in the oh, house? Were, uh, no, there were like, this was also a childhood fear. My friend and I were stalked by these two rabid squirrels that like wouldn't let us get in our fucking homes. 
and rabbit or irritated oh dude they like they they were they would like post up on the porch and like when if we tried to like there were two of them and they were running shifts on us me and my buddy lived next door and they were like (laughs) literally preventing us from fucking getting in our houses this is how i remember it when i was you know i was saying i was like eight years old or some shit Ever since then, man, squirrels, they're too, they're jittery. They fucking yes. juke. They juke and yes. they, they fuck. I almost ran one over today, dude. And they juke. Yeah, yeah they're they, annoying they're because they will juke in front of your car and then somehow they don't get hit. They're like the fastest creatures on the planet. They're Sometimes like, when I see one that's hit on the road, I'm like, how? You just didn't have it, dude. You're the slow one. I thought you were undefeated. Yeah, these fuckers. Yeah, he's slow. Like that's that, what it is uh, with. <laughs> State Farm commercial, whatever the fuck it was, where the squirrels like purposefully cause the car accident and then like give each other yeah. high fives. Yes, yes, mm. yep. Yeah, that's, that's what they are. There's a there's a wreck. Okay, sorry. I I know we've gone too far on the road and stuff, but there is a there's a house next to my buddy's place, right in the right in the back of his house. Uh, he was like, "Yeah, we get a lot of raccoons around here." I go, "Oh, really?" I go. Yeah, where where are the raccoons? And he like points over to like the neighbor's house, which uh, may or may not have somebody living there. There is a f- gaping, like four foot circumference hole in their roof, and he points over to the roof. There was like four sets of eyeballs that like popped out. <laughs> There's an entire raccoon family living in this fucking roof, and it is like right across the street from him. Not the street, but like on the other side of the fence. I mean, whatever. Raccoons don't really do much. Just keep your shit like, you know, keep it unlocked. Don't let them get into it. But the family's run just by a seeing s- seeing a family seeing a family of raccoons in a roof. It's, it's a little shocking. It's a little shocking. A little shocking. Yeah, oh, it's mean, crazy. It's mind boggling. And that fucker yeah. deserves to die. The daddy, the mommy. I killed those two mice and I'm fucking two little mice. I'm glad. I'm glad they're both dead. I don't regret it. Sure, you can yep. call me inhumane. And I yep. did I tried to do it as best I could, man, but they've got to go. I don't want them scurrying around. That's the biggest thing. They they move they're so scurrying. quickly. They live in the shadows and they're yeah, so it, deception. It's just deception they, with those fuckers. If they sauntered around like like a like a sloth or like a koala yes. or something, you'd be That's like, you'd be fine with it, yeah. I would, because you could just pick, you could just pick them up all slow and shit, and just put them outside. I fear anything that's faster than me. I don't care how big or small it is. Which would be uh, you and and many uh, millions I don't know. of human beings. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have a joke. Also, we yeah. run the bases, so uh, the daddy's dead. Well, daddy must be a tough man to live with. Yeah, well, he's dead now, so fuck him and the mama's dead, and that's how it goes. All right, we're going to keep on. Hold on. Gmail.com if you want to hear. One one more part of this rodent rant. We we can get back to this later if we want, but my dad had me over to his house uh, about five years ago to pour cement into the ground because there were so many, there were so many like gophers and shit going, like just digging, digging around the foundation of the house. There's a tree crawl over here, holes everywhere. And we. We bought like 10 bags of cement, mixed it up, and we dumped cement into the holes. And we dumped like 10 full bags of cement into the holes. And we were just like, it was like, how big is this system of like tunnels they've got underneath the fucking ground? And then my dad was talking about like the great squirrel hunt of, you know, 2017 or whatever. And he would mount the heads on the wall, you know, like little squirrel heads and chipmunk heads. (laughs) 
Oh my god! <laughs> like just, fuck? just imagine, like you know, the guys hunting. You know, like the hunting uh, <laughs> lodge has has just like rodents. <laughs> like the toughest rodents he's ever fought. Like, oh, that one was tough. That took me a while. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, my dad was my dad was saying that when we finally when when they. <laughs> When he's gone and they finally dig the house up, there's gonna be this giant sculpture of like cement underground that is like just gopher tunnels, and then there's gonna be like a little gopher like reading a Bible to another gopher <laughs> while the cement was pouring down. Ow. I love it. That's fucking uh, great. Those man. things are chipmunks, gophers, moles, all those motherfucker are fucking tough they're the, the trophy wall the trophy wall is the greatest yeah it, it's the biggest trophy wall it's you'll like, ever see you see that that's a red chipmunk that thing was He's hard like, to yeah. kill and it My seems like a whole chipmunk episode it, seems, i get it it's hell like all these fuckers are just doing way too much work too it's like settle down what you working so much <laughs> god like, damn they're so fast because <laughs> you're absolutely 100 percent right they're the, they're the hummingbirds of the rodent world <laughs> just yeah, chill be. out my dad had a whole summer thing with chipmunks about five years ago as well. Luke, I'm not even kidding. He told me this epic story that went on for like an hour yes, about how yes. he had to get rid of the whole system of tunnels underneath his yard that went down multiple feet. And he went on YouTube and he watched all these videos and it was it was not an easy end. All right. Tell him it's time. It's either uh molten nickel or it's uh, cement. Tell him to get ready. Dump that shit and in the holes. I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. You it was it was shocking how much cement went in there. I said 10 bags. I think it was more like 50. Oh, I believe it. It was it's unbelievable. Freaking- <laughs> we were mixing cement for two straight days and just dumping it into this hole and it just never stopped. I also had squirrels uh, in a house in 2007, Scott. So it was actually in the house, and there was a crevice between the wall. The Main Street that. house, Luke, that bedroom I had upstairs. Mm-hmm. There was a crack, a, not a crack. It was a big gap between the floor, baseboards, and the wall. And they and they just came in, and I didn't mind yeah. them. And you couldn't – I thought it was mice, so I had a trap by that door. But there was blood on it one day, and the trap had been set off. It was a squirrel whose paw had gone in there, but he didn't get Aww. killed by it. I, I feel bad for him. Yeah, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't know it was a squirrel. But what ended up happening is the squirrels finally came through and they got trapped in the house. And me and my friend Jay had to run around the house with a bucket trying to get them out. We ran up and down everywhere trying to corner them and like move them to the front door. We had the front door wide open so they would finally go out. It was a baby and a daddy or a mom. It was yeah, a lot of rodent stories. Peanuts. That's how you get it. Yeah. You want to do that again? Do peanuts. Mike, remember the house? <laughs> okay. We're we're on animal infestations right now. We're going to go one more. <laughs> we got one more. Yeah, what? They're, actually, there are like three or four this more. We can revisit this changes. if this is funny for anyone. But Mike, you, you called me once and I was at work when we were living together. And you were like, there is a fucking bird in the house. And that is another oh, one yeah. that I know about you. You do not like birds in okay, the house yeah. like that. That's- no, nobody does. Nobody does. But basement. it was in the fucking basement. It, yes, but you were like, you refused to basically be in the house while that bird was in there. And <laughs> I came home from work at lunchtime, and I, I, I don't even. We didn't have a. We had no plan. No plan whatsoever. Uh, I hope we opened that fucking yeah Oak Park. We opened that fucking back door. Um, I held like a giant like blanket and the thing flew into the kitchen and I was like holding the blanket up like a 
like I make a big wall, you know, I was like holding this giant blanket and I was like chasing yeah. it around and it was just freaking out. <laughs> it was terrible for everybody, for the bird, probably more than us. Eventually it was like, nothing. oh, that's where the fresh air is. And it just took off. Luke did it all. I had nothing to offer on that whatsoever. I ain't got time to be distracted by your worthless chime ins. Go on. Just figured we would <laughs> make it work. Anyhow. All right. Okay. Back to Mr. Pinky. Okay, there is. By the way, the William Hurt point, he's dead. Uh, I would recommend Kiss of the Spider Woman. It's a really, really good film. Yes. Him and Raul Julia, 1985. Yes. Uh, William Hurt's uh, more of a radical, out-of-bounds performance for him, I would say, and I would just like to recommend that movie because he was a good actor, and he's got a lot of, lot of filmography filled with good quality roles. But Kiss of the Spider Woman, 85. Check it out. If I suppose I'm still free to enjoy his films until I figure out the full depths of his iniquity against others. Right. Well, you haven't watched a Kevin Spacey movie in five years, have you? Nope. Good for you. Okay. Did he do something? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. That's funny. That's a good one. Wait, right, is it a good one? Did he do something? What? Are you fucking with me? What are you doing here? Are you genuinely fucking with me? Or are you? Oh, oh no! I'll, hey, listen. I, I'll Kevin be honest Spacey? with no. I'll be honest with you. I'm not gonna. I don't actually like. You ever think maybe this is why it's you fight so much? Okay, I, I get why it was unsarcastic, but you said Spacey or Bacon? I said Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Oh Christ! All right. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. <laughs> that was a miss. I said Kevin Bacon. I was like, hmm, Kevin no! Bacon. He's killing it. He's doing City on a Hill season three. It's like, how do you it. do six degrees without him? You never could. You never will. All right, so let's get these fucking emails into it. We're only 50 minutes into the show, so no problem. All right, Mr. Pink, remember, <laughs> we were talking about Mr. Pink's email. I started to read it a while ago. This is what we do on the show. We, we hit a tangent, and we're off. I really identified with Luke's words. I think America as a nation was plenty greedy in its <laughs> Middle East meddling. I just don't think actual regular Americans came off so well. We sent a lot of our young men and women to Iraq and Afghanistan to pay the ultimate price. And while the fat cats got fatter, reminds me of no true. Thing. How did the cat get so fat? Yep. It's a good, perfect government. Great song, punk and drug with no effects. All right, no tangent. I don't think the average American can point to the value for the price that was paid. War Correct. is sad, and there are no winners in war. There are probably no better people to attest to that than the native Afghans and Iraqis. Corporate profiteering has been around forever, and I get that. However, I think that the instances of corporations leveraging man-made and non-made, non-man-made events to pump up profits is growing. Like the fifth largest oil refinery in Texas had a kink in its supply hose for 24 hours, and all of a sudden, they use that as a justification for jacking the prices of plastics to pantyhose. That was the point I failed to Ooh, make. That was good alliteration, too. Yeah, that's pretty that's Prices of plastics to pantyhose? Come on, man. You got to appreciate good writing when you see it. We got it all. <laughs> the justifications for such actions seem to be becoming more and more generous. Also, I couldn't agree more on OPEC. Well, look at that. Love the show and don't mind spirited discussions and disagreements, but I felt compelled to clarify. Pinky. Well, that's absolutely. Thank you, Pinky. Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's good. That's good clarification. I mean, there's still it's I'm still trying. I'm still struggling a little bit with what Pinky's trying to get at. What is it? You know, just Americans don't come off so well or he says, I just don't think actual regular Americans came off so well. Uh, does that mean they that they got 
they got screwed in the deal or does that mean like they don't look good the way that's kind of written sounds like it sounds like maybe they're worried about how americans look to the rest of the world in which case that ship is fucking sailed i'm sorry but that ship is <laughs> fucking way sailed oh my god what was i watching the other day where there was a bunch oh it was um a bunch of jokes about Americans being in Europe and immediately being shit on when they showed up. Oh, it was The Way, 2010 movie directed by Emilio Estevez starring Martin Sheen. About good God. Walking the... It's a great movie. It's a really Oh, movie. yeah. It's about walking the Camino de Santiago, which is a 500-mile pilgrimage that starts in southern France and goes all the way to Portugal, I believe, along the coast of Spain. And, of course, these Americans show up and everyone starts shitting on them. And that's because... Don't have a very good reputation and we're all carrying that burden when we leave this country to go elsewhere around the world we're tearing the burden of what our fucking government has done around the world and what the corporations that represent the united states have done to other people across the globe which is oh, obvious right? <clears throat> wouldn't know anything about that um <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about that i'm just you know. i'm just concerned about how americans are coming off to everybody else uh yeah, so we sent a lot of our men and women to die in Iraq and Afghanistan and pay the ultimate price. 100% true. Fat cats got fatter. That's fucking more true now than it was even five years ago, five years before that, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. years ago. Uh, average American cannot point to the value for the price that was paid. That is absolutely fucking true. The average American has no fucking clue. And, and the reason that is, it's it's just... You know, we're sickos, you know, like you have to remember, like uh, people like me are sickos. Like I sit there and I just like imbibe the shit constantly. Like John Scott was saying earlier, I just I take in too much, probably like I'm a sponge, but like maybe I've reached my like sponge point. You know, I'm just like just fucking shit is just oozing out of me. I, I don't actually it's America, Jack. maybe I'm not retaining things anymore. You know, maybe there's I've taken on too much water. But, you have as a person. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there's nothing left to give. War said no winners. Uh, war said no winners. No argument there. And uh, uh, and yeah, native Afghans and Iraqis, of course, are are you know in the in the fuck have been in the crosshairs for a very long time, and they definitely can attest to the uh, you know total opprobrium and and true injustice and iniquities of the uh, kind of capital West. But dude. I don't. Okay, Pinky, do me a favor. Clarify one more time. Tell me what you're actually talking about. I don't actually get what your point is, uh, and I, I mean no disrespect. I just don't quite mm -hmm. understand where you're going with this. This is a very charged thing. It's a lot of it's a lot of information, and there's a ton of backstory behind all this. So I don't. Uh, yeah, I can't quite. I can't quite respond in a way that I actually feel is is like you know giving this uh, giving this email the respect it deserves. So I apologize for that, but I I would actually like to hear some more like background or context. Hook us up, Pinky. He's happy to do it. I know it. It's all about greed. It's all about fucking money. And that's true. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm in agreement with ninety percent of that shit. I'm living in America, and in America you're on your own. America's not a country. It's just a business. Dude, how do you not have... Pay me. How do you not have 
This is America. If you don't make money, you're a fucking douchebag. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, good call. I'll write that. Gotta one. have that, man. I apologize. Yeah. Ray Winstone. I was just talking about Ellen Clark today. Really? Yeah. What movie is that from? Uh, that movie's from, or that's from Departed. But Ellen oh, Clark. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ellen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellen yeah, Clark yeah. is the guy that brought Ray, Ray Winstone to the uh, silver screen. I forgot the BBC. about that. Yeah. Through Scum. Okay, well. You remember Scum? You saw that. Yeah, yeah, I remember Scum. Shit, I haven't seen that since... Masterpiece. Yeah, that was a long time. That was like 20 years ago. Roughly. Oh, yeah. All right, next email. Next email. This is our email noise now. I've just decided. Nick Dufour. What up, Nick? Nick up, is in man? the house. What up, Doe? <laughs> there it is, right from Scott. What up, Doe? Hey, by the way, guys, not only was it 311 day, it was 313 day this past Sunday. So happy 313 day to local Detroiters. Hope you all had a great time. Yes, we should your feelings forever. <laughs> Nick's, <laughs> Nick says, hi, is it safe talk show host? I love that this talk show host thing is taking off. It really makes me happy. Something I've been meaning to ask Scott, and I'd be curious what the other hosts have to say on this as well. We all know Scott has never seen anything with dragons or superheroes. Yes. What are the limits of your suspension of disbelief? Are there genres, concepts, etc., that you especially struggle with or just write off entirely? Thank you, Nick. I like how he phrased that. <clears throat> that That is the question. So, oh, ooh, John Scott just put some... You just put some lamplight on. Yeah, look, at your, look at your face. It's all golden and honeyed. Yeah, it's almost eight o'clock and it's still light out. So happy daylight savings day, to everybody. Except, except somehow he's in total darkness. That's a good question, Ooh, though. Me? Yeah. Nick, Nick's always Nick's a, a wordsmith. So thanks for phrasing that question. Um, yes, I. <laughs> I can, uh, you know what, maybe the easiest way for me to answer that is I'm like really stuck in like the corporeal world, like what actually happens like on earth. Uh, if you can't, if I, if I don't see it, if I can't see it, if no one's ever done it, I have a hard time just being like, wee, that's great. Like fantasy. I have a real tough time with fantasy. Um, I mean, sci-fi, it's gotta be like very specific, you know, like something that could actually happen and not just some pipe dream. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, I think I can pretty much get into anything if I see it, if I feel it, if I've heard accounts of it. And I think that's where I am with religion. I think that's where a lot of people are with religion. It's like, really? I mean... You're asking me, like, what the hell is the difference between asking someone to believe that Jesus walked on water and asking someone to believe that Vin Diesel can jump over, like, a off a bridge, <laughs> you know, and, like, <laughs> throw a grappling oh, hook into the clouds? And, like, it, you just Cloud you hook. just you just lose. Is there a word for that? I, just, I guess I'm, like, a hyper-realist. If it, like, that's why I like the films of, you know, like... Well, let me Cassavetes ask you this. And shit, like cinema More than me, which is very impressive. Side. Actually, actually, if you're if you're that if you're the kind of person that is like, yeah, yeah, I don't like any of I don't like any of that like action adventure shit at all, and I prefer a 
uh, Cassavetti's film to I can deal with virtually action. anything. Okay, well, all right. Adventure, well, hu- humor me I mean, for one uh, second. Like, humor me for one second. Uh, what if humor him? What if what if the like dragons and superheroes are like metaphors? Like, I mean, can you deal no, with I that? Know they, in, I know that they are. I know that they are, and I know that. I, I, no, okay, good. It, okay, good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Of no, course, I actually of, understand that, but I can. Sometimes find. a dragon is just a dragon, so that's cool. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes but a dragon also, is an idea. Sometimes a dragon <laughs> is a, is an institution, and I will look for those stories in other contexts. Now, if it, if it graphs more closely to what you understand about things like, let's say, politics or, you know, kind of yeah. cultural dynamics or something like that, you might be more amenable to uh, to watching it as opposed to yeah. Just, yeah, like, I'm just you don't just like you don't just ignore it completely as it's not just bedrock style like. You know, you're not just like no. getting rid of it completely. You're- I admit that it's a lot of aesthetics. Maybe I mentioned that before. Like a lot of CGI, a lot of just post production. It washes it, it. Yeah, it just washes over me. And if that story can be told to me in a firmer way, where I'm not asked to sift yeah. through all the like computer games, like it's a lot of these movies just look to me like, look at what look at what we can do with technology now, and that doesn't interest me exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it. that's absolutely. I think that's exactly where I come down on it. This is it's, it's masturbatory to me. It's just yeah. like it, I. There are things that there are things that are fun to look at, and I'll, I will like literally rent these movies that are it's whatever whatever it might be. I I will rent a movie that's like you know monster monster you know mega monster or something. I'll watch something like that, and I think oh maybe it'll be entertaining. And it's often just like so it's just goddamn depressing because yeah. the the whole thing that makes it interesting or even bankable is is the fucking sea monster or whatever it's not i can i can deal with it jesus fucking christ <laughs> he said so many goddamn damn <laughs> I was listening to the show the other day and I was like, I was like, man, there's like 10 seconds of talking and then it's five seconds of drops, 10 seconds of talking, five seconds of drops. I don't know. I don't know what makes the show better. Maybe it should be all drops. Oops, all drops. Oops, all drops. False liar. False prophet. You are sorry, Scott. You had something to say. I distracted you. I'm sorry. I think I held on to it. Um, I can, that said about suspension of disbelief, like, oh, that, like, oh, Scott's a wet blanket. He can't fucking get in anything. <laughs> like, I can get into, like, some, it depends on the type, too, if, like, absurdist You're a fun shit. guy. Remember that? Uh, You're a fun that, guy. That movie Tire, where, like, a tire roams the fucking countryside and just Oh, yeah, people. yeah. Is it called Tire like, or is it called so something else? Stupid. Isn't it called Wheel <laughs> or something? I don't think it's called Tire. It's called Rubber. Who gives a shit? Oh, rubber's called yeah. Yes. It's called like rubber. That. It's called rubber. Much. It is okay. a fucking tire <laughs> that like that just it's yeah, a rubber. That, that movie, movie is amazing. Ridiculous. I can't believe they made that shit. Now that's suspension of disbelief if you didn't live in Detroit. See? It's still pretty much realism for for John Scott. I should have yeah. wrote a screenplay about my bumper I left in Detroit. Bumper that <laughs> roams around the country. <laughs> now Deadly now you got me. Detroit. Now I'm tuning in, okay. man. Okay. Okay. 
All right, we found. I think the, I think the, the bumper the, the bumper would lay on the side of the street and just like die a very slow death. It would be a two hour. It would be like a fucking Andy Warhol movie uh, yeah. in Detroit. Yeah, yeah it would be like a, it would just be a, lamp, it would just be like the sun of a bumper. Yeah, the sun setting over the bumper and then it just being like <laughs> swept off into the garbage truck. So I don't think I get your limit here though. So what's your limit, Scott? It's pretty. Uh, he doesn't have one. Yeah, I, I really, I just uh, if it's, it's endless, over, if it's overly <laughs> fucking, oh, you know, overly stylized. Also, here I will admit this: I'm going to come clean about something. I do Ooh. get real fucking cynical if something just has all this shine and I don't understand it. That makes me feel lonely. That makes me feel like I'm on an island. It makes me feel like I'm not uh, mingling with the masses, with the hoi polloi. And uh, <laughs> that all, yeah, they're my keep on coming. I think I have a hang up about that. Everyone's like, you gotta see it. And I'm just like, like I tried to see it, but I don't see what everyone loves about it those things are true well often people will tell you something is just like fun or good and there's there's a real lacking in terms of just just anybody giving you any type of kind of like critical point of view you know appreciating the appreciating the relationship the audience has to the media i mean it's 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 kind of it feels like a lost art form in a way i mean even going to like the New York Times, what I used to do back in the day for things like criticism, it was like, I feel like I, I feel like they're not getting the fucking point, you know, and it's yeah, it's a, it's definitely other, it's definitely an empty space. You know, it's someone tells you to watch something because like, oh, it's good. That's not a that's not a review and that's not a recommendation. So the easiest <laughs> the easiest way out of any conversation about art is that there's no accounting for taste. And if something is communicated to you in a way that just doesn't fucking click. Yep. Sometimes it 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 can begin and end there. I mean, I understand that doesn't you know, that's hard line and doesn't yeah, leave a lot of room well, for conjecture. You know, but like uh, your opinion, man. Sometimes I wonder if the things I don't like, those stories could be told to me in a different way, and I would appreciate it. He says okay. uh, genres, concepts, etc. So genres, generally speaking, pop. How about we op- we should probably music. open this up to all three of us. Uh, John Scott has a sore throat, so Mike, genres, concepts, etc. That you struggle with, or write off entirely. Uh, you're asking me, and I'll tell you. It's real simple. There's just certain styles of films, I guess, too. But uh, genres that I don't get into. I mean, you're a grown man. You asked me. I'm telling you. I don't think I can do. Sci-fi gets a little too far for me, I guess. But that's also disinterest. I don't know. Suspension of belief is a big deal for me, I guess. Because I get really uptight about, like, oh, that wouldn't happen. That does happen to me. But what kicks that in is kind of a mystery. I don't know. It's usually the filmmaker's fault. It's usually a problem in the filmmaking or the, uh, like the script itself. It's all the, you're right. You're right, Luke. It's how the, you're absolutely. Because you are absolutely 100% right right in everything that you're saying. He is. There is the environment that the filmmaker and the overall crew create. If they set a tone and they deviate from that tone, I get pissed. That's what bothers me. I, If you're setting up a goofy-ass movie, then great. Let's just go crazy, and I'll buy into it. But if you're setting up 
serious realism, you know, like the Batman series done by Nolan. They tried to make it, you know, realistic. Yeah. There was a lot they of got us. Hey, they got is, us the. They got us for yeah, no. They like did five six years. I was like, and then I watch them again. Holy fucking hell! But then they tried to throw. I in cannot some suspend my disbelief Batman. anymore at all. <laughs> right. They they tried to throw in some fantastical Batman gadgets and other shit where I started to. They started to lose me at certain points. But they're not big offenders. I'm just giving you an example of off the top of my Ooh, head. I think they're pretty big offenders, but I'm with you. Well, they. Yeah, they could be for several reasons. I don't disagree with that. Uh, by the way, did you see the, the new bat yet or no? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Anyway. But I do we when I do Scott see it. And then, Wayne is now. So but I think I think it would be hilarious if John Scott was forced to watch this and then actually get to talk about it on the pod. Because I think I, I would he, love that. Hell, I, I think somebody like who guy. absolutely I'll hates this shit should be talking about it. Yeah, no, that's good. That's I've always... I've always wanted to do some sort of film club or book club might be a little too intense where your music club where you ingest something time. that you don't you, you specifically don't like, you know, like, yeah, that'd hey, be I'll great. I watch I watch a well, the, the best. Ver yeah, the best version of that is something you. that you specifically don't like, but most people specifically do like mm -hmm. it's it could be highly charged. It's something that's worthwhile. Why don't people do uh, that? But yeah, I don't know. Just want to be in our fucking lanes, I guess. I guess so. But yeah, oh, genres, yeah, concepts, things that like you write off entirely. I try not to do that, but the one thing I do write off more than anything else are biopics. I find them almost insufferable because uh -oh, they're Lucas but because biopic alert. But. You, we could probably shorten that a bit. Uh, the the reason hey, the reason being, I know I know that I've I know that I've had I've had like crazy I've had like very incoherent takes on this in the past, um, possibly whiskey induced. But you know, generally speaking, <laughs> I'm not. I, there are there are plenty of good biopics out there. Like ever since I said that, I was like, well, no, there's this and this and this, and I started like going through a whole bunch in my head. It's, it's more like territory. it's more like yeah, as a as a genre, it's like it's an automatic retcon. So it, they are mm -hmm. definitely changing the story and they're changing the history. And there is something just kind of deceitful about the whole thing. We watched recently the House of Gucci. Oh man, and I do not recommend. Do not recommend. It's not even bad. It's it's so bad that it's like not the. It's not really the kind Scott of bad. Again? It's not. Yes, it's not the kind of bad that it's even fun. It's not the kind of bad that's even fun. It is. It's just. It's fucking depressing. I don't even understand how that movie came to, to be. It why it got made? Oh my god. So many people on the airplane last week were watching it. It's disgusting. It's, it's well, that's right. Your whole trip. Well, God, we missed that. It's empty. It's it's what, such a it's such a hollow portrayal of everything. And then they they actually hired they got Lady Gaga to play play somebody, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to play like the love interest or whatever. And she is she, you cannot. She is such an over actor. It is absolutely 
it's beyond me how she like I, did she win an Oscar how dare or you? she nominated? She was at least no, nominated for an Oscar. Maybe one for a song, but not as an actor. No. Oh my god! Oh my god! She is okay. Wait, I it's think not her fault. Point here, though, so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on. She sucks. All right. Back to the like, fucking emails. But biopics are dangerous ground, Luke. Right? Because you want people to buy into a th- real events that happen and explore them. Chicago Seven. With it. Exactly. And then people. Yeah. That, those are actually. Oh, the best examples, Luke. I'm glad you brought that up. Those are the best examples that piss me off. Biopics, historical references and importance of securing what actually happened. I know in film it's never honored, but it still pisses me off. So I'm glad you brought that up. That is actually a genre yeah. where I get pissed. Yeah, they they choked out. They, they fucking gutted the like entire political fucking uh, mainframe of these guys like lives uh and so the Aaron Sorkin could tell a fucking West Wing episode that's all it was it, it they took <laughs> they took Abby Hoffman and they <laughs> they just made a West Wing episode out of him oh, what is what a fucking joke what an absolute fucking you think, joke you think that reason will prevail but it never does not when it comes to fucking biopics they will go ape shit on and reason well, how about prevail. this reason reason, reason will prevail think about it this way reason does prevail and reason is actually the enemy remember that like reason prevails it's yeah. rationalization it's retconning and it's uh you know everyone loves a good retcon being the smart person in the fucking room okay like, let's God, go on we got to finish the yeah. show we got so many emails still so all right moving forward i'm taking control i'm grabbing the steering wheel here we go next emails from danny bennett Yo, Danny. We love Danny. Everyone knows that on the show by now. Could Detroit regain commercial and cultural significance? Can Detroit regain cultural and commercial significance? How does it get there? Thanks, dudes. Danny Bennett. No. Ooh. Answer is of course. no. No, of course. The answer based is, on, I mean, based on what? Based on what? Got to be based to, on what? Uh, I, I think maybe this is why you fight so much. I don't know. We need to we need to be first in another industry. This is an industrial town. I don't, what do we do? We fucking build. Uh, we start mining crypto. I, I don't know. It'd have to be something like we start working on unobtainium and then we send that into yeah. Mars. <laughs> I mean, it would have to be. Yeah, something like that. But I don't know. I look around. I see fucked infrastructure. I still see all the problems that Detroit has and. I don't know. Detroit can probably get back when the world is so depleted that people start rushing to the Great Lakes area because they're afraid of access to fresh water. That'll be like our that'll be our our best chance. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that that I didn't realize how ominous that question was. And it's like the uh, Detroit was more commercially and culturally significant in the 40s. Yeah, because of the goddamn world war, uh, mm-hmm. that is that is a scary thought. Because shit, well, not because it's just a scary thought. We all get it. And all right, commercial and cultural significance. It's it's never gonna <sighs> stop. It's fucking never gonna joke. stop being a fucking cent. Okay, okay. Actually, Mike, go ahead then, because I'd like to hear what you say on this one. It's so embedded with corruption, Detroit is, that... This is also a very open question. 
I'm going to. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like uh, call out Damien. It's Damian not narrowed. It's not being it's very not specific. Narrowed. Yeah. <laughs> this is one well, we can stew on. He needs to understand that this is super fucking broad. It's saying commercial and cultural, so those are specific monikers. But you're right; those are still very broad topics. I agree. And commercially, uh, you got ingenuity that does exist, but there's still a big brain drain that goes on, and that hasn't stopped, as far as I can tell. I'd have to check the latest stats on that. But let's let's check in with District Detroit to see how how we're doing commercially. Ooh. What do we got? What's the update? Give it to us live. We now go live to District Detroit. I don't know. Cue crickets sound effect. <laughs> oh, shit. I can't believe I don't have that. You're right. I, I feel like people get hypnotized by Detroit sometimes. I, I mean, I would a local say... thing or what, but mm-hmm. there's so much that is bogusly occurring daily in Detroit with the political schemes and the corporate schemes and the exploiting of the monetary gains the coffers are constantly being pillaged by these scumbags. Uh, people look at Detroit with hope, and I appreciate optimism and hope. I, I, my life would suck without hope. I admit that freely, but I don't see it, motherfuckers. What, what did you no. do? Is this voodoo here? I think that Detroit is still somewhat culturally significant, and maybe for some of the wrong reasons, but oh, Detroit's okay. got... You know, I don't. I would. I could argue that Detroit still has kind of a, a incessantly burgeoning music scene that includes, you know, rock, yes. jazz, fucking rap. Like, I mean, F- Flint has a fucking awesome rap scene. Detroit always does. Any people in people in Detroit are are they're goofy fucking people, man. Like, you got to be kind of a goofball to be here so i do like that kind of energy that's where the cultural you know uh yep. significance would assuredly come from i mean there's i still... think i harped on the other one that's you're right yeah the you're commercial right. one is more of a hard doubt it no culturally you know i still think that as much of a cynic as i am about it yeah, about whether you this. like the internet whether you like yeah. Demp or not that's a huge one uh or whatever the fuck they call it now what are they call now yeah, it's movement, def- movement, movement. Yeah, right. Yeah, there. You're right. Culturally, Detroit could still rise with significance, but commercially, I don't fucking see it. So that's my that's my two cents. Uh, but a fascinating topic, Danny. And thank you for sharing your email. We love you every day, a little bit more each day. I love you a little bit more. I'm saying that on the record, Danny. We love you. Let's move next to Brian M. Safe Pod Talk Show Crew. I feel that there is a new line of demarcation in the cultural wasteland of America. What a great opening. Those yep. who know Jesse Smollett is full of shit. Oh, yeah, I, can't believe, I can't believe we've never... Guys, I want yes. to give us credit right now. This has never before. happened. We should have... I'm proud of it. We've never oh. talked about Jesse Smollett on the show, I don't think, ever. And I'm actually proud of us. But it does You know what? Chappelle did it, and he probably did it better than us, so... It does represent some things that I find fascinating and I would dive into. So it's not like we avoided it on purpose. Anyways, that's a side sidebar. Sorry about that. I avoid nothing. I know you don't. Yeah, I get myself in trouble all the time. (laughs) I love that about you. You're curious, dude. Be curious, not judgmental. Those who know Jesse Smollett is full of shit and those who still think he's being chewed up and targeted by a corrupt justice system. The justice system in America is a fucking travesty for sure. But I'm blown away by the vocal supporters who are diehard Smollett's. Oh, that's good. I don't know if that's been 
uh, trademarked or not. Don't be a Die- Smollett, <laughs> Brian. Yeah, Diehard Smollett's. Diehard Smollett's is that's a good band. Thanks for coming out. We're the Diehard Smollett's, or just the Smollett's. I, I bet that's a band that comes out of this. Dude, Diehard Smollett's is that's solid. Yeah, that's it's solid. fucking cruel. It's uh, it's cruel to the movement and the continued exploitation of racism for people who are genuinely afflicted by consistent racial tendencies, uh, structures, flat out racism to their face, uh, secret racism, dog whistle bullshit. This is a fucking slap in the face to all of it. It really is. And I don't you're not going to change my mind on this because it he has made mistakes and lied and exploited this story for his own gain. And I can't believe he's still so die hard to the bitter end against the judge, directly the judge's face, saying they did not do this and this is a scam. And Man, I, talk about lying through your teeth. This is Hall of Fame lying through your teeth. Mm-hmm. And I Wait, think it's bogus. Mike, Mike, who are you talking about? I'm talking about Smollett. This is, I'm talking about Jesse. Oh, 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 we're talking about that guy still? Um, what were you saying? <laughs> Luke tapped out for a second. I think I hypnotized you. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, I'm just saying that it's a. What, what is the problem? The what's what's the what's the question or what's the thing that you're actually? He's been what, found guilty, right? The Smollett case. Oh, he was found Smollett. guilty. Yeah, found obviously guilty of, he was guilty because he's a fucking he was idiot. Not a, he's maintaining yeah. that he still to this day was attacked. Yeah, of course, of course, because he has to because his lawyers told him to do that. Yeah. Oh, I get that. I get that. But at so, a certain point, you end that. When you, well, well what's it, it's about being honest, right? So, and people okay, are supporting so, him, like Taraji P. Henson. There's who's pushing for is him. Is she? She compared Cookie. Him. Cookie here's, is supporting him. Cookie is supporting here's, him. I'm so yes, upset. Cookie. This is what really pushed me over the edge with this. Cookie is Apparently, my favorite. Cookie is my the, absolute favorite. Uh, yes, favorite. Amazing. Oh my she's god. She's a fucking great actress. I love Taraji. She's are you fine, kidding? Gorgeous and she's talented. But they are Good now hearing. Jesse Smollett to Emmett fucking Till. And that is unforgivable. That who is do, who did that? Famous. Who did that? I bl- I'll double check on this. Uh, Taraji P. Henson and Hall the supporters. No, 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 yep. no, no. I'll verify exactly who said it, but it's Oh, Cookie compared Jesse. Cookie compared Jesse. Oh my God. Is this is the same kind of? Oh my god! That's... Elect- electrical wiring is like stop the steal or some shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's just a bunch of denial. Baddie, it's, it's... This is as baddie as yeah. As that yeah, it's, it's full fledged. Yeah, it was... It's full fledged like uh, denial on every single angle. You know, everybody's fucking. There's the article. Roger P. Henson comparing Jesse Small to Oh Emma my Till. god! No, no. <laughs> oh, Taraji. Yeah, so, Brian, I'm with you, man. This small shit, I try to avoid it because when it first started happening, I, I did follow it. But then as it dragged on, he clearly had made it up and it was bogus. I couldn't stand the coverage of it, and I didn't want to talk about it or be included in hearing about it. But now that it's finally over, was it two years ago at least? This was before the pandemic, I think it happened. Because Trump Guys, was president. So, yeah, this was forever ago. Does it? Yeah. Th- no, this has been going on for three, four years. Does it? what on earth does is there any like this is the thing about the fact that like this was caught so quickly i'm actually kind of annoyed because i feel like this is the kind of guy that would have like a he'd have a fucking diary where he like wrote all of his thoughts like uh today i'm going you are fake fake news 
I'm going to fake my own beating and I'm going to lay it on to uh, what were they like uh, Nigerians Trumpers. Uh, dressed as Trumpers. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. It was absolutely insane. The whole thing was this super insane. Nothing to do with the fact that he's gay, by the way. I, that would I don't. That even hasn't come that up. up. That hasn't even come up in this conversation at all. Well, so clearly, at me. it clearly has nothing to do with the fact that he's gay. It doesn't. The, but I'm trying. I have to go on the record. I feel like I do feel paranoia about that. Actually, kind of makes me feel like he's the worst type of fucking shit lib in the world. That he yeah. hates Trump so much, he's willing to actually put his own ass on the line and get arrested and like put in false police reports and everything else that he did just to like just to like skewer the red hat. That's all he cares about. He cares about that too. so fucking much. He's yeah. On well, that show. he was on Empire. Well, we all we all understand we all understand that it's absolutely like just ignorant, uh, ignorant fucking bullshit. Like it's not. I do. This just it blows me away. Actually, that somebody had the guts to even do this. I almost want to respect it, but it is like guts. It's like guts based on the most yellow fucking uh, response to criticism ever. It's like, I don't like people don't like me. And then like, I'm going to make every person in the world look terrible. And then he ends up going to fucking jail for it. Good for him, man. I'm glad he went to fucking jail. That's what I mean. Yeah. I'm glad he went to fucking jail. See you later. Good luck. Anyways, I think I made it clear. He got what he wanted. He got exactly what he wanted. Anyhow, where where were we on the emails? I want to see if Scott had anything else to add to it. We can move on. So. No, I'm just sure. man. I'm I'm. I'll join you guys. Yeah, John Scott is. Uh, he he went I'm from day he went dude. from Dayquil to Nightquil about thirty minutes ago. Dude, somehow I have a fucking hundred and one point eight fever right now. I don't fucking holy understand. shit. You just do we have a do we have a fever monitor? Do we have a fever monitor? I know too. We should we should go live, man. I Holy like it's, shit. it's ridiculous. Stephanie and I are dealing with the same shit, but I can't. My fever goes down and up. Down. My fucking fever is like crypto. It's just like okay, it's, it's ninety nine point oh, eight. If we can, if we can then. get crypto, if if we can, <laughs> if we can go live and get crypto to start going up, will you start feeling better? Jeez. I'll start feeling worse. Maybe I don't know. All right, let's do this last email then. We're almost done. One more email. Thank you, Brian, for that one. But Brian also followed up with another email. So we got to give it to him. We're never, ever going to leave any emails out. Brian says, safe pod talk show team. Again, he's very consistent. I love it, Brian. You're the man. I love you, brother. Freakin Sorcerer, a remake of the great French film, The Wages of Fear, is one of the greatest films ever made. I can't recommend it enough. For those of you who weren't listening, last week we talked about Billy Friedkin movies. Quick update. All practical effects and the entire film just looks and feels like anyone could have died on set on any given day. So good. Sophie Turner was one of the more annoying actors in Game of Thrones. While it had a bit to do with the writing of the character, it had a lot to do with her acting. Fun fact, she got the Sansa part over Sorsha Ronan because she had a bigger social media following. What? It's uh, it's Sorsha. Oh. Sersha? Yeah, it's Sersha. At least I didn't say But you know what? You did a great job. You did a great job. Uh, Tried. Yeah, no. 
I have to do that just because she did that whole goddamn SNL thing about it's Sersha, it's Sersha, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about that. Yep. Uh, but, but yeah, you, you he's were, right. That's you hilarious. Ripping, you were ripping on her acting, too, which I Well, no, what, with, I said, but... what I said is like, no, 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 what I said no, no, is wait, like, you, you can never be. Shit. You said the writing was shit. Yeah. Well, I said that like, yeah, the writing was is bad for her, but also I feel like, you know, when it comes to when it comes to like directing a young actor, and she doesn't have a lot to deal like a lot to do in the like in the plot of the story uh she's she's like clearly she's clearly like fundamental to the story but they just didn't give her a lot to work with and maybe they could have given her more but i did not know this because it's this is a fun fact and this is a fun fact that i did not know about at all uh she had a bigger social media following than uh saoirse ronan and Saoirse Ronan is, wasn't she up for a fucking Oscar or something for? Uh, Do it. I forget what the movie was that she did, but I was told Lady to watch Bird. it a million times. Yeah, house. Lady Bird. It's my house. Lady Bird, yes. So maybe she would have been better, but maybe Sansa is actually better because, or <laughs> Sansa, jeez. Sophie Turner? Christ. Sophie Turner, okay. I'm so sorry. Yeah, maybe Sophie Turner was better because she actually has less of, less range when it comes to i don't know the she has she has less less range in general and that is probably better for the character that she was supposed to be uh saoirse may have been too good of an actor for it i don't know maybe sometimes it's good to have a bad actor and no, again not not to, not to it talk shit work. on on sophie she you know hey listen she's a millionaire no, it she, worked and she got exploited yeah, she's in other fine movies. she's fine You're right it worked for that part. Didn't work in other parts. She got exploited. End of story. That's all. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you're going to love this. We go back to Brian's email. This is a good one. Yellowstone is straight up trash TV, and I can't stop watching it. Oh, that is a good <laughs> oh, teaser. Oh, that's a Way good. That, that was up, a right? nice. That was nice punctuation. That was a great setup. Lots of Costner drawing about what it means to be a man and a father and Kelly Riley getting naked. Oh. Okay, that's cool. Oh yes, I'm yeah, I'm yeah, that happens. Those. That happens. I like naked women. I'm not gonna lie about it. The former is borderline intolerable, while the latter is admittedly <laughs> very high <laughs> in a completely trash show. Taylor yes. Sheridan is the showrunner, head writer, which makes this trash all the more confusing because he's a great fucking writer that knows the West and the people that inhabit it. Sicario. Sure. Hell or high water. Yes. Wind fucking river. Just to name right. a few of his considerable resume. And then Yellowstone. I guess the Paramount paycheck and the writing is working, though, because I can't stop watching it. Great trash. Just unexpected from Sheridan. <laughs> great trash. Well, I, I think great trash should be unexpected from literally anyone else. I mean, great trash should be expected from like a great writer <laughs> because Sad it's TV. Because no. because it's TV, it's going to basically end up being trash. But Hell having, a, having a good writer behind it is important. Yeah, I love Hell or High Water and Sicario. Hell yeah. I haven't seen Wind River. I'll have to add that one to my list, Brian. Hell or uh, High Water is fucking email. great. Uh, Wind River is oh, yeah. great. Sicario, the first Sicario is really good. Oh, Second Sicario that. is okay. uh, insane, no, no, no. insane fucking uh, weird islamophobia shit i have no idea how the fuck the second one even happened the first one though well whatever the world is a fucking hellhole uh 
that's how it happened. But Sicario, the first one, the first Sicario is good. You should watch it. I'm going to rewatch it, though, to make sure that that's not a fucking ridiculous comment. It's good. I mean, I'll go on record with that if you don't want to. You like that one? Yeah. You're going to go to bat for it? I'll go to bat for it so you don't have to. There needs to be a segment. John Scott goes to bat for it. (laughs) Okay. End of the email. What can we defer from the Amazon DPS controversy? What can we infer? What can we defer from the Amazon DPS controversy and the exit fees if the leased owner tries to return the branded vans? Is Amazon a behemoth that is so big that they just don't know or care what's really happening on the ground? Brian. Okay, he's he's now trolling, but he knows that he's talking to a guy that does do Amazon deliveries. What's the mm-hmm. DPS? What's the DP? I don't even know. I do it, and I don't even know what the hell DPS. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. I agree. I don't know you. what this controversy yeah. is. Is it the Detroit Police Amazon DSP uh, drivers? department? Uh, I guess we're DSP. I, I, I think it, maybe he meant DSP, not because this says Amazon drivers describe pressures and pitfalls of delivering for a DSP delivery okay. service uh, partners. What so are says, you fucking serious? They, there are two. Yeah. There are two viable uses of DSP. There's demand side platform, which is like ubiquitous <laughs> in all of marketing. No, this is well. Yeah. And now this is a delivery. What is it? Delivery side. What is it? A uh, delivery. Oh god, I just read it. I'm just gonna hit this button because it makes more sense. Now. There you go. Delivery service partner. Delivery service partners. Yes. Amazon has been relying less and less on UPS and you in the US Postal Service, building its own network of more than mm-hmm. two thousand independent contractors, as we all well know. With those yeah, dark nice. blue prime bands. So I guess Buzz. there's a controversy and I wasn't aware of it. There's an exit fee going on here with the leased vans. Because the owner tries to return the branded vans and he can't get an exit fee. I'll have to I'll have to dig on this because Brian, I don't know the details, frankly. So next and week I'd like to talk about this. Brian, despite probably doing whatever it is that you're referring to i don't know about it either (laughs) (laughs) at least hey no i think what he's talking about you're doing you're not fucking blind to the futility of your situation you're well aware of it but obviously amazon is is doesn't give a rat's ass about what happens to people that's what the end of the email said right is amazon is amazon a behemoth that is so big that they just don't know or care what's really happening on the ground. Well, yes. obviously. <laughs> so this is something. This is something I think that nobody quite understands. I, I guess I definitely don't understand it. But what I'm what I'm picking up from this is that the Amazon trucks that go around, people are leasing those trucks. Is that what's happening? Like private fucking. No, just like yeah, just like a, an individual is. Are they leasing those trucks like a taxi? Is that what's happening? That's, I mean, because I see an Amazon truck and I think, yeah, okay, it's an Amazon truck. I assume it's somebody that works directly for Amazon, mm-hmm. but that is pretty fucking ignorant of me to to assume that's the case when obviously everything is done through third parties. And so, is this what's actually happening? That people are renting these or leasing these vehicles out and then yeah, returning them. I use my when they quit fucking car for this shit. Well, I you have, a, but you're you're like another yeah. subset. Yeah, you, of yeah. The delivery yeah. environment. It's another yeah. army of the Amazon world. Yeah, no, you're just you're part of the root system, man. You're like Dude, you're, you you're like know? one of the extended uh, fucking root systems. 
here's something that's fucking funny. It, it's it's so depressing that you just have to laugh at it. Is when I walk up to the same house that an Amazon DSP driver or whatever walks up to at the same time with different fucking packages. That has. Oh happened. my god. Oh, here's a here's a breakdown real quick. Unreal. This is from that's Business Insider. True life, so this, man. Maybe this is relevant or not. Yeah, a veteran. True life. <laughs> who, a veteran who started an Amazon delivery business told Protocol he wanted to shut it down, but he was afraid of the exit fees he could owe Amazon if he terminated the contract. So some guy or some person sets up an Amazon van delivery service. They're the third-party vendor of the Amazon vans. They bought them or they've leased them out. But if they turn, he said Amazon charged for damages to the vans, and the damages could run upwards of a hundred thousand dollars per van. So people don't want to be in business with them anymore, but they're afraid to leave because of these exit fees Amazon can dump on them. Okay, I think that's the gist. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's that's, that's just fucking, fucking stepping on people's fucking. The first, uh, the first potential trillionaire in the world can't afford. <laughs> can't afford to cover that yeah it's gross that's the depressing uh side of the equation yeah, but listen man also also on uh, yeah don't ever don't ever use that to stop working right because uh, everybody's got to work under the same goddamn umbrella so i find something else man Jesus i mean whatever fucking christ all right, well, that's it. The show's over. Thank you so much. Is it safe pod at gmail.com. We got all the emails in. We covered a lot. We thank you again for your support. Five-star review. If you made it this far to watch or listen to the whole episode, sorry. You can only listen to our shows. If you listen to the whole thing and made it this far, five-star review on Apple and Spotify, please, and thank you. We'll be back next week with another show. Uh, what are we closing with today? Actually, Scott, I'll, be, well. you got a I'll song be gone. I'll be gone next week. I'm out of You time. will be gone next week, so we will... Yeah, do it without Mike, me. Or Mike and I can. We'll we'll hold it down. We might bring in a guest. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll bring yeah. on a fun guy. We had Rogelio last time. He was fantastic. So. Rogelio was great. Yeah. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll Find get somebody. someone to sub in. Don't cool. worry. You're irreplaceable. Maybe, maybe, always know yeah. that. You're totally irreplaceable. Yeah. So Scott, you're not feeling well. Rest. I want you to choose the song. What 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 should we close out the show with today? Oh geez, something very peaceful. Uh, fucking. <laughs> Uh, I think peaceful. Hmm. Yeah, let's. I got uh, one for you. Oh, I got one for you. Okay, Go it's too perfect. It's too perfect. Uh, it's not quite peaceful, but uh, it's just so perfect for this and how you're feeling right now. All I'm right. Taco Bell the movie. Also, I'm jumping immediately off of this one. Go right ahead. Got an
this is Mike. Calling in sick? Yeah, fuck you. Calling in sick, calling in sick. Oh, this is Mike and I'm calling in sick. My leg got hurt, got hit with a brick. 